We're each used to talking for 20. So we are very aware of that. We made sure the clock is on at the back. We'll keep pretending that we're paying attention to that. So hopefully this falls within the range of what you're used to. Um, the idea behind this came from a number of places. One, we thought on Cadet Sunday, we should try and do something a little different and try and make it a little more connected for the boys. You'll have to tell us if that works for you or not. Um, were you a cadet? Were you a really good cadet? Somewhere. <laughs> so this is also then uh, the two sides of cadets. I was a lousy cadet. I had at least two badges when I was done. And we had a really good thrift store that sold plaques. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you bought your plaque. Um, the, other, the other part of this is, um, sounds maybe a little arrogant, but we think you might have once upon a time thought maybe you would, be like, would like to be in the conversations that Peter and I have every week in our offices. Um, so every time Peter preaches, he comes and says, what are you thinking about this? And then we would have a conversation. And with this one, we've had five. So we've practiced this five different times, five different versions. And I've often thought in those conversations, we're actually saying everything you really need to hear. And so we're going to pretend that you're not here. We're going to talk to each other as if we're in my office and, and talk about this, this theme. Anything else you want to do by way of prep? Another part of that is you guys have probably realized this year, this theme is really hard. There's a lot of questions that come up when we say something like, God is in control. What does that even mean? And so I always thought that, hey, the pastor is going to go up there and they're going to tell me it how it is. And then I started studying to be a pastor. And I realized I can't go up there and say, this is how it is, because I have a lot of questions. And so we talk about it and we often come up with different ideas different thoughts on it, different ways God might be speaking to us and God might have influenced our lives to tell us a bit about different topics. And so for me, this is a chance too to say, I don't always know it. Pastor Eric doesn't always know it, but together we get to explore what it looks like and then the hope is to invite more people into that conversation. And so if we say things today that you would love to respond, come to our office through the week. We would love to keep this conversation going on this and, and many other topics. And so that's our, our hope for this. And if that's too terrifying, you can email us or text us <laughs> or phone us too. Um, so I love the theme. I don't like the title. Just going to add a little controversy in there. I'm a little uncomfortable saying God's in control. And it's not that God doesn't have power and that he doesn't have all things in his hand. I just think control has become more of a word on the negative side, right? So just a couple of weeks ago, because of what we do as a church with, with various people, some of whom are vulnerable and young and so on, I went to an abuse of power prevention training seminar. And when they talked about control and power, that was the thing we were supposed to be really careful with, right? And, and I know God is careful because God is good, but I just think there's better ways. So I started looking it up. And you know how many times God is in control? That exact phrase in the Bible? Probably not a lot. It's not at all. So it's, it's I get when we're making a title, we're trying to get new language because you don't just repeat the passage, it's already there. Um, I just want to caution us against that word, and you'll see a little bit more about that um, as we move forward. Because we do hear in, in Scripture, at least, God says a lot of the time talking about all-powerful, almighty. You might have heard big words like sovereignty, and, and things like that. And I think that's where we might get that idea. 
So you're not saying that God isn't in control. You're just saying that control means different things to different people. And, and if you, I know when we've talked about it and when you told me about that abuse of power training, it's the difference between God is in control and God is controlling. Is that exactly. kind of what you're getting at there? Exactly. Peter's here to make sure that when I say controversial things that he brings it back to the safe place. So <laughs> that's what I really like about him. We've done this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so if I don't want to say control, I figure it's kind of my responsibility to say then what, how do we understand God being almighty and all-powerful and engaged in our lives? Um, and what really strikes me is that actually your, your Joshua 1 verse 9 verse, right? Be strong and courageous, and it ends with, for I am with you. So my sense of God's control is his, that he controls us through his loving presence, right? And that doesn't sound at all like what we would normally define as control. Control is I manage things, right, that I can put up my hand because God decided I should put up my hand, now he's making me do this. He doesn't control us that way. We get to decide those things. We all experience that. But God engages with us in really powerful, loving, present ways. And so the end of Joshua 1 verse 9 is, for I am with you, right? God's presence is his management, his control, his sovereignty. Because when we say God is controlling, have you ever seen someone use puppets? Or uh, the ones with strings where they're up top kind of making it go? When I think of someone who's in control or controlling, I think they have that control over every situation, like Pastor Eric is saying, so my arm goes up because someone is making it go up. And I don't think that fits my idea of, of God. I think God has given us a sort of freedom. And there's this, this tension between the words freedom and control. And so God has said, I love you. I want you to make your own choices. I want you to do things and choose and have freedom within that. But then we also hear, but God has all the power. God is in control. And I think it's that tension that that we wrestle with even with the title and the God walking with us is a tension we've wrestled with not just this week in talking about a sermon like this, but we've wrestled with every week of how does this fit what God is saying and who God says he is and how we experience the world around us. And I think that's difficult at times because I think sometimes I want a God who is totally in control with the puppets doing everything because I don't want to be in control. And when I went and talked to you guys, I don't know if you remember that in the gym, I just came in with a couple questions of, hey, this is your theme. What are you wondering? And then you guys asked some really hard questions that I was thankful we'd both be up here because <laughs> I didn't want to be responsible. Things like, why is COVID happening? Why this last two years have we gone through all of this? What about the war in Ukraine? How can we talk about God being powerful and in control and then read that on the news? And I think in those moments, they're the moments where I want God to have the little strings or have the puppet and just fix everything and, and make it go away. But then, and I admitted this to Pastor Eric this week too, there's enough times and enough things that I want to make decisions and not always the best ones that I don't want God to have control, where I want to cut those strings and I want to do my own thing. And so I, I'm curious your thoughts on that and how I, I live with that tension of, Control, controlling, freedom, and do I even want a God who's in complete control? Yeah, I think, I think that, I like that you say it's a tension. I think most things 
when we're following God, like the passage I read, Mike read most of it for me, but from Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways aren't your ways. God is beyond us, right? And so many times when we're trying to follow God, as humans, we want it really clear, right? God's in control, so whatever happens, he's managing that. But as you live longer, and if you think deeper into what's going on in your life, you realize, no, I actually have freedoms. And both are true at exactly the same time. So sure, God is in control, as long as you understand you're also in control, because he's given you that freedom. And, and you raised a couple of things. Half the stuff I prayed for, we're praying for God to change things, and if we're honest, he doesn't always do that because people don't follow him and listen and obey. And so there's, there's that, that thing working through. So I'm going to jump to my concluding passage. We don't have to be done yet, but I just think it fits here. Peter knew I was just going to jump all over the place and make it hard for him. So, um, Genesis 50, Joseph has been sold by his brothers into slavery. Anyone here ever been sold by their family? Right? No one here. It does happen in the world still, by the way. Horrible things. And first he messes with them a bit, which is what a brother would do. But then he says to them, by way of forgiveness, what you meant for evil, God used for good. And I think that's the bottom line of following God in this world. Anything that people try and do, even if it's the worst thing they could be doing, God's going to find a way to use even that to get his stuff done. Right, So he's in control ultimately, even if he lets lousy things happen along the way based on our decisions. And I, I think the ultimate image of that would be the cross, right? Because Jesus dying on the cross is a horrible thing, right? We know the end of the story, so sometimes we, 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 we skip how horrible Good Friday is, right? People putting an innocent man to death is horrible. God, again, took that and used it for the ultimate sacrifice and gift of life and salvation and resurrection. And I just think that's, that's God's way. So in the midst of something that's really horrible, we don't have to say, God planned this, God decided this, God's controlling this, God's making this happen. Don't say those things. That, that's dangerous. But do know, somehow, God's going to find a way to take this evil and turn it into something good. That's our hope. That's kind of what we hang on to. And you're saying then, too, we don't always get to see that right, right. away. If it's the end goal, if it's this thing in, in the future, if it's, I think at your cadetterie yesterday, you talked about an open tomb, about Jesus has risen, about the future is known, God is in control, and that doesn't change some of the things that are happening along the way. I think it should change some of the things that are happening on the way, and that's where part of our own control and freedom also gives us the choice to do we live into the fact that God is in control or do we just sit back and say God will take care of it I don't have to do anything or I can do whatever I want God will take care of it how do we live within that and so what pastor Eric I think what you're saying I don't do you all know the story of Joseph at all who was sold and who ended up becoming this powerful person and then his brothers ended up coming to him begging for food so you're saying it might not have been god saying i'm going to move these pieces so they're going to throw him in this and he's going to get sold and this but does god look at it then and say these are the evil things that you are doing but i'm going to use this is that what you're getting mm -hmm. at then with with god being in control yeah our our um our 
denominational teaching, the Heidelberg Catechism, when it talks about providence, which is really what we're talking about here, says God guides as with a fatherly hand. And I just think that image is helpful, especially if you've had a good understanding of fatherhood, right? So I would like to think that as a father, um, I don't control my children, just like God doesn't control everything that we do, but when they do something um, not so bright, that's the best way to put that, then I want to make that a teaching opportunity. I want to use that in such a way that they go, oh yeah, I, I learned that that's not a good idea, and then now I'm going to do it this way. Or even if they just put something together wrong, to retrain them and go, this is probably a cadet thing, right? You counselors, you teach the boys if they don't put the pieces together right, it doesn't make the right thing, right? That you redo that, you retrain them, you take what was messed up, broken, and or evil, and you find a way to say, hey, we're going to move this forward. And God does that in relationship with us, I think is so important, right? God is in control sounds like a, um, an inhuman power way up there just making things happen. God walking with us and being present with us brings back the fact that he's personal. He's with us. He's walking with us. He's hanging on to us. And I think that's what I loved about your other theme passage, Psalm 23, the one that was read up here earlier, because that isn't always showing that God is in control, God's making these things happen. But did you catch some of the things that were read? The, he leads me beside quiet waters. He guides me along the right paths. So it's not God saying, hey, you're a sheep, I'm dragging you here, I'm gonna make you do this. It's God brings me to these places. It's about presence. It's about relationship. And what I found one, uh, what I found interesting as I was thinking about this, knowing it was one of your passages this week, is the part about that dark valley, the valley of the shadow of death. Because all the rest of the psalm, Jesus seems to be walking with and leading us to places. And then the psalmist says, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk in these dark places, you are still there. And so it's not God controlling me and saying, I'm going to take you to this valley of the shadow of death. But God is saying, if you're there, walking in that, I am going to be there too. And so I like your, your thought of a loving presence. It's not about this control, move the pieces around like a chessboard. It's a, I am with you, and I will keep being with you. And, and Joshua 1 verse 9 says, in those moments, be strong and be courageous, because I am there even when it's not easy to be strong and courageous. I think that's, a, as, as you were reading that again, I, I found that great, the you are with me and you comfort me. I think that's a, a cool image of God in control, which really is God's presence, God's leading us towards something. And then it ends with the prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's that image again, right? God taking us from whatever messy place we are, even when our enemies are right around us, whatever's challenging us, and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a feast for you there. I'm going I'm to bless you in that spot. I'm going to be present with you at that table um, in that moment. So God in control doesn't mean he hit us with a pandemic to fix something. Or God in control doesn't mean he's just going to end it. But God in control might be, you're living through this dark stuff right now but I have a plan that's still happening. Even though these things are going, I will walk with you. Mm -hmm. So perhaps, and this is, these ones are always a little debatable because we're still in them.
perhaps one of the things that God is going to use the pandemic for is to help us realize you don't really need to have everybody fly from all over the world to have a meeting and waste all that jet fuel and so on. You can just meet on Zoom if you're having a meeting with people from all around the world, right? Small thing that, that maybe God is teaching us. We've learned a number of things as a church through this time, right, that we can do a little differently. And I just think God says, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train you again through every challenge that you face and help you find new ways of doing things that just might be um, a good next step for all of us. Which doesn't mean it was his plan all along to do this so that those things could happen. Right. I think, do you know the story of Lazarus at all? Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. And Lazarus was going to, or Jesus was going to go visit Lazarus and some others. And Lazarus had died. And I think, for me, this is a story that, that fits and that works within God is in control. Because do you remember what Jesus did when he found out that Lazarus died? Shortest verse of the Bible. Jesus wept. And for me, I want it to be, Jesus, you're in control. How did you even let this happen? Why are you weeping? Why are you sad? Why are you getting, like, you could just fix this. And in this story, Jesus does end up doing something. But Jesus' first response is to say, this is not what I had planned when I created the world. This is sad. This is hard. This is not how it's supposed to be. But I am going to keep going with you. I am going to keep working in these situations, and you might not understand where it's going, but I will keep walking with you. And I've questioned that. If I broke my leg, I sometimes want to say, God, where were you? Other times I want to tell people, don't worry, it's all part of God's plan. And I think both of those things are a little maybe wrong or, or a little I'm hesitant to say those things because I can say, my leg broke because probably shouldn't have jumped off that height. And so that was my choice. But God works in healing. God works in walking me, walking me through those things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so really in conclusion, don't overemphasize your freedom. Don't overemphasize how God's in control. Recognize that God is in control through your freedom, through all those interactions, and really do what we're doing. Have these conversations with people who are, are near and dear to you and who you can be open with Right? Struggle with this, because that's really what this is. Every time we had this conversation, there was a, yeah, but how about this? Right? And we need to lean into those things, because God, again, is beyond us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. That's what the Bible teaches us. But when he rains down his word, when he rains down his truth, it makes happen what's supposed to happen. Seed grows and life happens. God doesn't control every minute detail but boy, he is with us and he loves us and he's present each step of the moment. And if you're struggling with that in any way or even with what we said in any way, we would love to hear from you and discuss that further because we know this is hard stuff. And when it's really personal, it's even harder. So please allow us or someone else in this community to help you on that journey. So I don't know, when you asked me those big questions about COVID, about the war in Ukraine, I didn't answer them right there in the gym because I didn't know. And I don't think we've answered them right now either because we don't know. Part of the, the understanding that God is in control is we don't always know. I don't know if you know the book of Job at all. Job was a guy who was doing really well, had a lot of great things going for him. And for a number of reasons, those things stopped going so well. 
And then Job is complaining to God and his friends are saying, Job, you must have messed up. What's going on? And all these things. And then when God finally speaks, I'm not going to read it because it's a lot. But God speaks and God talks to Job and he asks a whole lot of, I love the questions. Sometime when you have the time, read through all the questions. But it's questions like this. Hey, Job, where were you when I created the world? Where were you when I did these things? Do you know where I store the snow? Do you know where thy son goes to go to sleep? Do you know where the water is stored before it rains? And he keeps asking these things. And I think what God is saying is, you don't know, but I do. You don't know all of these things, but I love you. I know these things. If I'm in control, if I have created this world to go somewhere, trust me, I've got this. And Job walks with God, and God walks with Job, and, and God walks with us in, in the different ways too. But for me, it's the, I'm allowed to ask God some questions, but I have to understand when God says, Peter, you're not going to know it all, and you're not going to understand it all, but know that I am walking with you even when these things happen. I got nothing else. <laughs> for me, for me, and I'll end with that Keep too. Keep going. Yeah. For me, that's hard. And so I haven't got it figured all out. I might get to stand up here sometimes. I might get to preach. I might get to listen to what is God saying and how do I respond. But I don't know it all. And so I'm sure in our offices on Monday, we'll talk about this again. <laughs> because we're still trying to understand what does it mean when God is in control? How do we do these things even when we don't do them well? And I think what Pastor Eric read too is the, when you do something, you might intend it for bad, but I will continue to work in that. And so we look ahead. We look at that empty tomb that you guys talked about yesterday that we all talked about a couple weeks ago, and we realize all the details might be changing. We are making choices, we are going directions, but God is in control ultimately. God talks about a relationship, that loving presence that Pastor Eric mentions all the time. That loving presence is what God's plan is, and God is in control. Join me in prayer as we, as we continue to have this kind of conversation, even with God, about what does this mean and how do we live in this. Lord, thank you. Thank you for passages that tell us that you are present and that you are walking with us. And Lord, sometimes we are sad. Sometimes we are angry. Sometimes we just don't understand how you can be a God who's all-powerful and there's things that are bad that are going on. And so Lord, we admit that we don't understand. We admit that we don't have the answers. We admit that we have made choices that are not the ones we should make. But we want to know you, and we want to hear from you. God, please walk with us. Continue to walk with us. Continue to guide us, and continue to be active with us. Thank you for your loving presence. Amen.